This is gonna One be of the things they talked about was terrible. listening, watching Saturday Night Live the way you watch your sports team. Oh, man, that opening was terrible, but they had a couple of good passes right here. I really hope they, they land this. So I listened to a bunch of our old podcasts the same way that you would watch. This. Yeah, I need a I need a pop filter for mine, and I need to start oh, stop opening all of my sequences with so and. Well, <laughs> hey, this is a good way to good way to start. It's a great way to start. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I wasn't in the right spot. Jeez, oh, hopefully we get to land this thing. Come on. Hey, you never read it before? Opening. <laughs> I know, I, I, should, I wrote it, I should have memorized. Welcome to Everyone Racers, a show designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of a la champ or track dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. Jeff even belongs to both. We even think you drift though hella flush folks all right. Put folks in there as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. It's Join literally been folks. It's been folks I know. the whole. It's Join 45 us. episodes, Jeff. Join us each week for a tech discussion, tips, tricks, news and notes from the world of low buck racing. And if you're lucky, Chrissy might give you just the tip. And Everyone, you're out of luck. Back. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. I'm mental. And we are Everyone Racers. Thank you com- for coming back to a- another instructive episode. Instructive, not constructive or destructive. Mm-hmm. Instructive episode. It is episode 45, which I just Googled. And it is the Sapphire. If you were a wedding anniversary oh. for 45 years, it is the Sapphire. Just because 45 seemed like... Small, crappy record. I prefer the, <laughs> I prefer the uh, wow. bullets that you put into a 1911. That's oh, no, Chris, Chrissy, Chris, you had this beautiful thing, this beautiful thing, Sapphire. We get old crappy record and detective show firearm reference. All of exactly. this is true. All about 45s. Okay, Mental, what are you working on? So this weekend, I was with Extreme Experience at uh, New Jersey Motorsports Park, so I drove the Boxer. Which track? Uh, the, the Dong course. <laughs> is that well, lightning, right? Yeah, from an no, no, it's a uh, yes, lightning. Yes, it's lightning. Oh yeah, yeah. From from an instruction yeah. standpoint, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from an instruction standpoint, it's a very good track, especially if you've never been on a track before. But we did have quite a few people show up with some SECA stickers on their helmet, and they were like, "Oh, this track." But it, 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 honestly, if you're in a high speed supercar, I think that's the one to go because you get a good shot out of the bolt and you get a good run down the straightaway in a, a supercar. It's a lot of fun. So I, yeah, the big deal is I, I drove the Boxster, what was supposed to be a 12-hour trip. Go ahead, Jeff. I was just going to say, yeah, on that track, I was with the uh, uh, Extreme Experience and Boxster. people who have yeah. never been on the track at all. I was getting 140, 150 on the straight before hey. I was telling them to slow down, and they could have gone faster, but yeah. that's as fast as I'll let oh, them. And, and, and we, I, I had a, several 150-plus drivers that you know they knew what they were going doing. They they took good instruction. We we got a good we got it cooking down there and still kept it safe. Um, and actually, they, I had a few folks ask where you were, Jeff, because I was up there with most of Rally Baby. Yeah, and most of Rally Baby, and then another guy, John Giabroni. He brought a bunch of his motorcycle racing buddies out there, so that was actually nice because those guys are really focused on being smooth. So, but I uh, I what was supposed to be a twelve hour drive ended up being a fourteen and a half hour drive because I hate hate the Commonwealth of Virginia. Just yeah. just 
Yep. God, it's a shame. That... One, two lanes, and it's all either construction or accidents. And, oh. Uh, uh, so how are your fixed back racing seats over that period? Oh, uh, it's a good thing that I'm not going to have children, because otherwise I'd never have children. <laughs> and this nice. is like Sunday night, Josh Jenny, and I mean, we've raced against him. Josh Jenny comes out to the car, and he looks at He's like, holy crap, you drove from Georgia in those? You are mental. <laughs> That's about nice. right. Well, yeah, hey, right. it's either that or, or Annie. So, uh. and honestly, I would have been more comfortable riding the VFR. I'm on the way home. I'm glad I didn't because we had an ugly rainstorm that I caught just outside of North Carolina. But that that one, it routed me through the Beltway, and I was happier. I was so much happier driving through Delaware. Uh, said there no it is. Ever, Chris said okay. no one ever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Chris, Chris, Chris what are you working on, or should we hide yours to the end since it's? The why most we, sad trombone. Yeah, why don't oh, no. we leave mine to the end? There's, okay, there's a, that's a story. So uh, yeah. I will go next, and I will say why I was not at Extreme Experience Weekend at NJMP. Uh, because, as mentioned before, we promised to get ourselves some training this year, and I was away training. So uh, those of you who listen to Show 44 know that I was on vacation for the week. So I pack like a mad person. I installed the five-point belts in the Miata. Uh, thanks to young Chris Egan and Three Pedal Mafia Dave for donating belts to the cause. And I loaded up the, are you ready for this? Rental truck. <laughs> oh, that happened. And you yes, it so did. That truck. So I loaded AC up the rental work, truck. Good stereo, the whole nine yards. And it's yeah. Just wait to listen, listen to what it was, Mental. So uh, I called a friend who shall work for a nameless major rental company with a commercial division, and he got me a family discount. And I called and I said, "All the air quotes that happen here. There are air quotes happening for those of you on podcast land." Um, And he uh, he said, "Well, Jeff, they didn't have a three quarter ton, so you're getting a full ton dually. I hope that's okay." So I had a oh, Ram 3500 right. dually <laughs> with 9,000 miles on it. Diesel. Oh. It was so nice. Cummings, Cummings diesel. Yeah, it was the Cummings diesel. I'm very upset when I was returning it to the place on Monday morning. I found the Jake brake button. <laughs> oh, I not have that all weekend. <laughs> So, so anyway, so yeah, so if you found it, we would have done it at least once. Exactly. So yes. Uh, Chris and I have determined through detective work that the transfer pump is definitely blown on the avalanche, and I would have gotten every hundred miles had to stop for gas. So I'm <laughs> glad that, gets, that, that I took it. old on the turnpike. It does get old on the turnpike. You, sometimes you don't have that option. Yeah. Right. Right? There's so, that. Uh, the Super Miata got loaded into the enclosed trailer, Black Magic trailer, and took it out to Pittsburgh. Had a great time. I will mention here, says because we're going to talk about the rest of it out later in the show, that I did do some wrenching while I was there. I had to adjust the belts. I had to adjust the sways, swap the tires, and fix the taillights on the trailer because <laughs> no weekend at a racetrack is ever done until you repair something on the trailer. You know, it's good that we, we had time. So it wasn't a huge deal, really. Yeah. Like it, we, we weren't scrambling. It was cool. Yes, Mental. So uh, on the subject of turnpike, and I'm sorry for not getting this in my <clears> turn, uh, I get into Maryland. I'm a little punch drunk because it's been 14 hours, and I'm going through the turnpike. I don't have any cash with me. So the first one, they give me the little go pay this online thing, and I get to the second uh, stop in the Maryland turnpike, and dude wants to give me a lecture. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you, you know, you should really have some cash on you. You know, I can't believe you don't play. All right, first off, dude, I got Georgia plates. Secondly, it's two in the morning, and you're working at a toll pike booth. Let's <laughs> talk about who has not made good decisions. So up yours, Maryland Turnpike operator. Sorry. Please continue with your stories. But that, that just brought back a PTSD. Right, Maryland? Well, he's like just mad that he's going to be unemployed within the year or two because they're replacing oh, all toll booths with, you know, with toll by hey, mail. What? What is this, 1984, where nobody accepts cards? Ah. It's a toll booth. What do you do, pull out his phone in a square? That. That right there, you know, it's like (laughs) taxes. Why am I paying to use your 75 cents? Shouting out cash. Look, here's the deal. For those of you who live above the Mason-Nixon line, uh, we have a thing called Easy Pass because we go through a toll booth every 10 minutes. Which is stupid. What don't you pay gas tax? Don't you pay property tax? Don't no. you pay? Te- yeah. Well, no, you guys. Not, you not consistently. Stuff, you pile hey, this you stuff in Delaware, but it gets don't cold. you pay? That's, yeah, that's it gets what cold I, and I our pay. Roads break. So <laughs> okay. when it gets cold and freeze thaw cycles. I'm done. I'm know, done. I've been covered since. I don't know why we're still talking. Chris, oh, hey. Chrissy, so why don't you go? Well, and I don't want to bust any any uh, uh, surprises here. So we had a total scramble last week to get the Honda ready. Um, I have to say uh, we were trying to get the trailer ready on Thursday so Chris could leave with it on Friday. Um, we definitely had an issue. And actually, all of you know how well the very large aluminum trailer fits in between our tree and our other tree. Uh, oh, that's we right. We were worried about getting that one out, weren't uh, we? Oh. We didn't get it out well. Uh, we de- <laughs> we definitely got it stuck at some point, and of, por- of course it's my fault because I'm the director that says, "Are you hitting the tree? Are you not hitting the tree? You're hitting the tree. You're hitting the tree. You're hitting the tree. You're hitting the tree." Hitting oh, tree. how big? How big is the dent? Uh, it's not. It's bad. not. We just ended uh, up having to pull it out straight across the driveway, across the well, front yard. We took the mailbox out. Do we cut the tree down? How do we get it out of the spot on Thursday? Uh, I so. Go ahead. I, I believe I mentioned when you put it in the first time, uh, you're going to have to move your mailbox because oh, yeah. there's sure. no way it's getting in and out. Oh, we knew that. Well, I, I'd gotten in and out once without the mailbox. Well, this, this time, because it was so close to the tree, I, I just drove across the front yard. I yeah. feel like I have sure. some That was my suggestion, there. actually. Yeah. And it worked out fine. But we don't want to keep driving across the, the, the lawn. This is really I feel like I have some culpability in this one because I remember like right as it came off the hitch – on the Suburban, it, like, shifted six inches closer to the tree so we than you this expected. On, um, when I said it's fine now, and that's because the tire was on the uh, root. On the root. Yeah, <laughs> the tire was on the root. So the yeah. tire's on the root, and then, it, and then as soon as it comes off the root, it shifts back into the tree. It's, so anyway... Not fine anymore. I'm. Uh, we're, we're okay. No, no, it's really not not a big deal. So um, we, 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 we had some scramble on Friday, which Chris will tell you about, and then uh, we got to the track late on Sunday. Or uh, I'm sorry, we got track late on Friday. Got back super late on Sunday, and now we're just trying to get back to normal. So we had some weird weather, and now we don't want to do stuff outside. So that's what I'm going to do. Chris, tell us exactly what we're talking about on this. So story. why don't we pause so I can go done, done. On. <laughs> folks, in, in podcast listeners, I am about to be in the same level of surprise and disappointment as you are because I asked these questions before we start, and I was accused pod. of burning pod. So I may cry a little. I'm a sensitive man. Okay. So it's all up to you. Pause, long pause for a sip, very sip well of drink. drink. Right. <laughs> Gather round, children. I shall tell you the story of my Friday with with, with tissues. 
So we, you know, Christy and I got everything set up Thursday. I adjusted the brakes in the trailer. We loaded everything we needed into it, hooked up on the street, ready to go, so I could go to work for a half day, and I could leave work promptly at 11:30 to make my one o'clock dyno appointment that was an hour and a half away from my work. So. The morning things went well. I had an extra meeting that I wasn't expecting. I didn't need to get to eat any lunch, but what? so extra be it. Meeting right? on a Friday this never happens. Right, so we're still okay. Twink, so, Twinkie time, mental. Let the story roll. Right, so we made it. <laughs> I, I, I made it to the dyno at one o two, just as the this, as the tuner was finishing a, a remote tune, also for someone going to pit race. Who had a K twenty four swap in their their ninety six Civic hatch, which is very nice. I didn't, oh, I didn't realize. That's fun. Yep. So I then pull the, tra- the the Civic out of the trailer. We bring it around. It actually makes it into the garage bay of the dyno without driving up any wood, despite the splitter. And we get it up, and this is a, a, a dyna pack. It's not a Mustang or a roller dyna. You actually unbolt the wheels and bolt these little spline yeah, hubs to the wheels. Stands. And they Ooh. go into these packs. And But the nice part about that is it lets you actually load it up. as, as Like you can load it up to, to hold it. And you can be a full throttle and holding it at 3,000 RPM, and it'll do it. Um, so it's huh. an interesting thing, especially for breaking in the engine. So anyway, uh, the tuner, Derek at Innovate Motorsports, he, he's he's tuned this car a couple times before. He knows what the deal is. He has base maps on stock. So we're fine. We're going along. So we're breaking in the motor. It's breaking in great. It's not smoking anything. Um, you know, and so, But we're having problems with boost control because our really crappy manual boost controller is not controlling the boost well. Like it's spiking up to nine and then going down to four. Like it's really bad. So we found one like randomly in a pile in the corner of a shop. We get something that's going to hold okay. But even then, before then, we were just running on wastegate pressure on that Saab turbo, which is like 4 PSI. Yeah, mental. Well, I, I wanted to know what the normal, the, what's the target boost on that? Well, target boost is we'd like it around uh, between 8 and 10. Okay. So we're running like 4 PSI in the wastegate. And just, just and so we run a few passes that way. The motor's broken in. It's making fine power for, for, for 4 PSI. It's actually doing great. So we're, we're optimistic on what's going on. So we're playing with the, with the, with the boost controller. So we finally get to a spot where we run a few little short passes and we're, we're getting about 9 and it's settling down around six, 5 or 6. So we're, you know, okay, it sounds good. So then we, we you know, go for a pass. And it boost spikes up to 10, keeps, you know, goes down a bit. And then at about 4,000 RPM, all of a sudden, out of the catch can vent on the firewall is a large amount of smoke. So Derek no. shuts the car down. <gasps> There's no noise. There no is pop. no pop. There is no dramatics. There is only smoke out of the catch can. Otherwise, totally fine. It sounds okay, so it, but whatever. So we shut it down. I say, well, that's that's not good. Let's look. We pull the plugs. Plugs look perfect, nice and tan, no metal on them. Look great. Well, all right. Let's dig a little deeper. Let's pull out the compression gauge. Cylinder one, one eighty five. About right. Oh, good. Okay. Cylinder two, zero. Ah. Cylinder three, one ninety. Cylinder four. 190. Uh, yep. So then we hook up the uh, leak down gauge and make sure we get cylinder two up to TDC and okay, put the put 90 PSI in through it. Oh, it's only holding 40. Oh, well, that's a shame. <laughs> well, where's it going? Oh, open the valve cover and it's just pouring out of the valve cover, you know, the oil fill on the valve cover. That's where all the air is going. So it's going through the rings. So it's going into the crankcase. Yep. It's going Not right into the head. 
Not right, past so the valve. It's not a valve. It's going past the rings into the crankcase. So then I also we now, also even stuck a boroscope down there, and we see nothing wrong in the boroscope. It looks fine. Yeah, Jeff. So I just want to remind, because you know we have new listeners every week. All ten of you who listen don't seem to come back every week. So new listeners is a Honda D16 Y8 single cam VTEC that we rebuilt. Yep. Oh, Jeff, you every with a turbo. Single piece of one two weeks before this incident. Yeah, pretty much. So new rings, brand new, new pistons, brand new motor. Well, and all and the mesh, machine yeah, work, mental help yeah. with this. all the yeah. head work, oh, yeah. everything isn't completely is it, brand is, new. Motor. Is this is cylinder two the one that 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 let us down last time? No, well, no. Cylinder no. three is four. All, so, so actually, cylinder four is the one that let us down last time. But in Hondas in general, three is the one that goes bad. Okay. And neither Derek, the tuner, or I have ever seen a Honda have a problem with cylinder two. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. So, basically, it, it even if the car starts right up, it doesn't sound like a Subaru. It's like, it's really <laughs> no, wrong. it sounds fine. It sounds fine. We had to move it out of the trailer, right. so it was fine. It smokes a little out of the catch can, but that's it. So, so, so is it is it because we fussed over those rings for, right. I mean, we took, what, two hours to put those yeah. in? So, you talked to the manufacturer to make sure that oh, you yeah, understood like, I what talked to, to the piston manufacturer right. about it all to get everything right. So anyway, this weekend, guess what I'm doing? I am pulling that motor apart, but I'm leaving it in the car. I'm pulling the head, I'm pulling the pan, and I'm pulling cylinder two, piston two out and seeing what happens so we can all diagnose right. if it's repairable or if it's not. I, I think I speak for all of us when I say... I didn't hear that. There was some sort of sound effect that fairly got there. <laughs> All right. All right. So, All right. so you're so. I'll turn it up louder. So I'm I'm going to ask around the table. Yeah. I'm going to ask around the table predictions, just because I think I don't I don't know I I, I want to hear what everybody thinks. Wait, Ment- is- mental. You put it together. You go first. I'll go second. Chrissy, then Chris. Okay. Mental. So, what do you think? All right. I, I what think, think what happened. I. I'm, I'm going to go with, and we had, I mean, this was a, a, a two-hour process that we extensively researched when I was up there. Well, so I, 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 I will add one more thing into this. As that, I was at the dyno, I swapped the injectors from 240cc to 450cc that I'd had cleaned and flow balanced. I also swapped the map sensor to one that will not freak out once it gets above 9 PSI. Aside from that, it was on you know good break-in oil. It had run through three heat cycles at home and been fine. That's the base. My my thing is is we 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 actually drew a paper map of where those rings should go. Uh, mm-hmm. But being that this is kind of a not kind of uh, in fact it is really a pioneering application of turbocharging a single cam. Well, in endurance gonna, racing. Uh, well, in I endur- mean, it's not that pioneering. Racing. We did it before. Yeah. To 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 kind of the same result on a different. But yeah, my my thing is, is I, I'm going to go with he caught it soon enough. Something went wonky with those rings, and either that was one of the ones either we didn't file enough or we filed too much because we were dealing with thousands of inches when we were when we were gapping those. And okay. so I'm going to go with he's going to change the rings and it's going to work. Okay. Chris, and, and, it's, and somewhat delusional, but I'm an optimist. I I don't. I, Jeff, go. I'm going to say that there is there is a piston ring out of position. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you installed it wrong, 
but I don't think yeah, it shifted. It either shifted in 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 placing it in, or it shifted in those other things. I don't think we melted one at this point. Mm-mm. I don't think we broke anything, and I think you guys put it in right. Like I don't think you you misinstalled something upside down, or you know put a wrong ring in the wrong groove. I'm gonna say somehow in the process, like there you're gonna find two rings in one groove, or something like that, or the ring out of the groove completely because we're dealing with tolerances like they get wider gaps than and you know and so the wide gap pulled the corner out or something it's my thought uh, i think either we cracked a ring putting it in like between you know when you put that ring compressor in it's mm-hmm. it's such tight tolerances that it's possibly cracked a ring doing that or we put a ring on upside down because they do actually have an upside and a downside there, there is an upside down possibility Didn't- right didn't two give us fits? Didn't two we have to put in twice? Four. Four. Okay, never mind. Um, I will also say, now, we've got some actually very, very savvy and intelligent listeners, and if you've got some input, folks, get it up on our Facebook page. We're going to have a Facebook uh, discussion up there about what happened. What do you think happened? Or what experiences have you had with just one pit, one going bad? Honda Motors. Well, no, the thing. weird part about it um, is Looking that... at you, Team OK Speed, with your <laughs> well, number three cylinder head. Mental, mental, is that this was not like a max power pull. This was at it was 4, like a small RPM at eight pounds at, of boost. at low boost. We yeah. were making we were we were at 135 foot pounds of torque when this happened. Like we and were I def- not. I want to. I want to know what it looks like. This hard. And that's, that's why I think something street. shifted. I and don't it think it nothing melted. exciting. Like seriously, no dramatics in any way. It was the it, uh, Derek and I were saying this is the least dramatic and least satisfying engine failure that any of us <laughs> have ever seen. Right? So, I'm. I'm I'm thinking that Chris Egan or other engineering <laughs> folks out there are going to have some sort of long, like they're going to send us like math, and they're going to say, I, "I think it was this." Okay, uh, so I'm going to keep going because we're, 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 yeah, we're let's, taking let's a long keep time. Going on. Keep going, yes, keep so going. The problem is, this is three o'clock. We got to be in Pittsburgh the next day. <laughs> I have a student. Chrissy and Jeff have a car to drive. Well, crap! What, what the do we do? Oh crap! So. Um, I start heading home, and I get Chrissy up on the phone and saying, so, honey, uh, well, we have two other track-capable cars. I mean, the, the Mercedes we have is three, one, but one lap. Come Mercedes, on, we have got three. Well, sure, the Mazda, the Mazda could be if it had uh, – it needs an alignment. Like uh, we, we have actually specifically taken oh. the camber out of the Mazda so that it doesn't trash its tires uh, on Chrissy's long commute. Uh, and so, I also have an issue with the axle. And 420Sucks.com. Right. Exactly. Right. So then we also have the Mercedes. Let's run one lap, and it's fine. It does it, but it's it's not like that's not where it's at home. It's, it's at home crossing boat. continents, but it'll do it. But it, it'll go like obnoxiously fast down the straights. But then in the corners, you get a park. So <laughs> yeah. Then then there's the NSX. I got rid of mine, which is lovely in so many ways, <laughs> but also quite expensive. Um, so be it. So what we decided is that the NSX would be the most at home on the track. <laughs> And oh, that's what you brought. That all it needed was an oil change. So, and I had all the stuff to do the oil change. So as soon as I got home, we changed the oil on the NSX, put Redline in and a new Honda filter because I'd already put Motul in the brakes. It has stock brake pads, though. That was fun. And we'll get there. That, we'll- it's an NSX. So we loaded the NSX back into the trailer and we took a off. And Jeff arrived. So we actually all caravaned with yes, our NSX and our Miata. And then on the way... We purchased an HPDE insurance policy through Haggerty. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the iPad. Best We're like, okay, move. you're done. 
ever. Not that you used it. $376, actually, just yep. in case you want to know. It's like completely reasonable for actually a supercar. And that's for, for uh, $65,000 of coverage for two days of driving on track. Seems seems all right to me. Like, if, if I hadn't gotten it, something had happened, I would feel like the biggest fool. So, uh, yeah. No, I, I didn't actually. We won't have to go into this, but uh, I was not excited about this car going on track a lot. Go ahead, Mitchell. Go ahead. I have two things. I, I, I believe it was right after you bought it that both Jeff and I predicted that this car would end up on track. And you no. guys were, you guys were, enthu- I would say adamant, but you were enthusiastic well, about it wouldn't. Chrissy was enthusiastic that it wouldn't. I knew it would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And hence the conversation that I had on Friday. News uh, and notes. Hashtag, hashtag Haggerty should totally sponsor us. Uh, News and notes. Let's make it quick. Losing notes, uh, I want to mention that Sergio Marchioni, CEO of Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, has died at the age of 66. Uh, those of you who do not know, he is Italian-American, so it was perfect for him to be in the head of Fiat Chrysler. And on Saturday, July 21st, FCA board learned that he was potentially dying. Um, and the board appointed Englishman Mike Manley as CEO. Manley was running Jeep and Ram brands, uh, although he's not an American. That's gone quite well. Yeah, and has done very yeah, well yeah. with them. So he is now the CEO of Fiat Chrysler, and uh, Sergio Marchioni had some sort of shoulder yep. surgery that is cancerous and uh, died on the operating table. So Complications uh, after the operation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So pour out some uh, whatever oil of your favorite flavor is. <laughs> Dello. Dello. Pour out some Dello for <laughs> FCA. D- Dello and Agip. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of both. Yep. We're not laughing at Sergio. We're laughing. No, at no. I mean, no, we're laughing at Della. Yeah, yeah. Sergio. Yeah, we're laughing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I he, mean, he actually got Chrysler like out of the grips of Cerebus. No, I mean, when it, Cerebus was about to basically make them like a like little tykes. You know, my first car. Um, <laughs> and, and he actually got them out of debt and got them making money, and and things are going well. So good. good God for bless. Cerebus Cer- would have and killed. He, he succeeded Christ. where the Germans failed, and wow, you know, because yeah. Mercedes couldn't turn those guys around, and he and, did. And it was and it was actually perfect because Chrysler had zero little cars, zero high volume profitable vehicles, and oh, right. Fiat had no distribution in America and had no trucks and nothing else to sell in Europe. So worked out great. Yep. All right. Yep. Am I, do I get the next one? I do. I, 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 I'm very excited about this because I oh, saw that. So, it's it's kind of badass. It is kind of badass. So, friend of the team, Porsche file, and sometimes lemons racer all the time. Big old air quotes around this one. Journalist Steph Schrader. Freelancer now. She's officially free, a freelancer. Yes. Uh, recently wrote a Jalopnik article that Dictionary.com has recently added "send it" as a term, <laughs> as in I'm going to send it. Those of you don't know. It. Of course, I'm going to send it. Of course, I'm going to send it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a uh, is a quote from some dude, some Canadian dude who is a hoon. He is hoontastic, and um, yeah, it's a viral video. And he says, "I'm going to send it. Of course, I'm going to send it." And you know, of course, I broke my arm, but I'm still going to send it. So uh, it, before he jumps his his uh, snowmobile over trash and things. So, but anyway, Dictionary.com has added "send it" to the lexicon and quoted Steph's article what? as proper usage. <laughs> and she also used the term Radwood era 
to describe the haircut and the wardrobe of said Canadian hoon. So I was, yeah, so Radwood, hoon, it's all there. Um, I totally looked, and janky, by the way, is listed at dictionary.com. Are you not there? Is not. Oh, Oh. well, that'll be there soon. Oh, it's coming. It's well, you know, jank- you know it's got to be an addiction. If Chrissy's mom is using Janky, that's got to be. Right? Part. How do we make that? Janky is there. Who knows? No, no, not. but how yeah. do we make it so that you are the definition of Janky? Oh, <laughs> Janky's already there. It's too late. Yeah. Now, Hoon is under Wikipedia, though. Oh, that doesn't count. That's like two. Anyway, if you want to see, if you want to see the 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 link will be in the notes. It literally lists her and a few other people using the term. Send it. Just gonna send it. And uh, yeah, you can link to the original videos of the crazy mulleted denim jacketed hoon. So there it is. Okay, fantastic. How about mental? Is any any lemons action this weekend? We do. And, yo, we got to send a shout out to our very favorite and first and always close to our heart guest, Eric Rude. So he sent us all the list for everyone that has entered the Lemons Race at the Ridge this weekend. So we've got seven BMWs. Cue the boring. boring. Thank you. Three Hondas, four Miatas, and to my great joy, three Porsche cars. And honestly, some really other cool cars and even better <laughs> team names. Yeah, oh, totally. My favorite track. Wish we were there. We have uh, on set. Tetanus only has one car this weekend. The, their Cavalier. Well, well uh, we're going to beat them. <laughs> well, <laughs> man, we'll see. The, uh, the, so, national, the national friggin' second placers. Right. Uh-huh. First uh, Silver Sleeves, which are our total friends, we love them. Uh, they uh, we've raced against them quite a quite a few times. Uh, they I have their them, M- but... MG uh, a 111 Sports Saloon. That's that the crab, the Land Crab. No, no, the, the, the Land- Austin 1800 is a Land Crab. The MG 1100 okay. Sports Saloon is basically a Wasley Hornet, which is like the best automotive name ever. With uh... <laughs> Wasley, yes, Hornet? it's it's like yeah, a Wasley. mini with a Rolls Royce front end on it. From the it's very, I'm sorry. very English. Yeah. It is absurd. Yeah. Googling it. It must be yeah. a new car for them then. No, they've had it for a couple no, of years. No, no. They, pa- they painted it like John Lennon's Rolls Royce Phantom from back in the day. I was going to say, it looks like I a little tiny Rolls Royce. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, they have that. I'm sorry. I didn't know about it that. It was and the they English have their- version oh, of the Cadillac Cimarron. Their uh, Land yeah. Crab. And the other one that I loved uh, is the 86 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme Brougham Horse. So we'll see how that does. <laughs> a pony keg, yeah. Um, I'm a fan of the name of the Taco Ninjas and their 94 Honda Del Sol because Taco mm-hmm. Ninjas. Yep. Absolutely. The, um, the, and Petty Cash, uh, longtime friends of ours, they've got their 87 Jeep Cherokee with, I think it has a 5.3 LS in it now. So good for them for the first race. LS Jeeps. everything. Exactly. <laughs> and then they're also bringing out a 94 BMW 348i. So I just think that Right. Matadair is now a sellout. So, <laughs> like, sorry, Matt. Uh, and, and then a 98 Honda Civic, another fun Honda team, because Honda teams usually have a great sense of humor. Their team name is the Zealous Noobs, comma, name of our sex tape. Good for them. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think I'm missing the reference there. Uh, I want to mention a couple of vehicles that we love. Yes, with a pickup bed. 73 Ford Ranchero. Team Zero, that's their number. Team Bavarian Ranchero, so that Jeff, is an actual. That's, that's an E30. I know, that's the, I know it's the E30. It it's is got an a E30. bed. 
what it, they've they made a wonderfully convincing it ranchero replica. It's got a ranchero front end, man. Oh, yeah. It's actually they, got a ranchero like A everything. pillar and B pillar too. Right. They, it they just, looks great. They just cut it down the middle and like took a two feet out of it and put it. And, and of all the teams that we're listening today, this one actually is a shot of winning. True. Right? It can drive. It thinks fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there is also a regular old 1991 <laughs> Ranger restart racing number three. I love these team. Oh, here's a here's a car I always wanted: a 1990 Mercedes 190E 2.6. Oh yeah, car 140, car error, Pan America. So I assume they are Pan America racings. Pan-America, uh, 183, Pana. the Misfits, M I S S F I T S. Misfits, not dead. And <laughs> <laughs> 221, who cares what they drive? It's right. Team, you know. And team 221, I want to bring this up. Zitroen. Commando. <laughs> Zitronen. 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 Commando. Zitronen. Yeah. I don't know. They're well, not driving anything <laughs> French. No. That's his Deutsch. 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 Yes. Yes. Yeah. They have a Volkswagen van again. Well, hang on. There's not just one, but two van in this race. I'm aware. There's almost as many van as. As Hondas, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a good race. That is a good race. And on the good race team, Sharknado. Who cares what they're driving? It's a Ford Focus, but that's awesome. <laughs> yes, Silicone Junkyard Racing is bringing a '68 Datsun Roadster, which is awesome that they could even find one of those. My father Somehow. had a 2000, '68 yeah. 2000. My dad had a '69. Yeah. Somehow, <laughs> against against Did he have our a car too? efforts. Uh-huh. <laughs> our, guess our ill-advised efforts, another team has brought a 1984 Datsun 720 pickup. So Team 720, the Sewer Bros. I just have to throw baffle it out. the oil pan, everybody. Baffle I baffle it. We are sure know. that's not yours. Yeah, it's, it's the wrong side of the country. country away. So I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably certain, but if it is, even bigger props. If it is ours, we're going to have to have them on the show because that's just too awesome. Totally. Keep going. And then I'm going to go with Sad. Vertigo Racing, bringing two Porsche 944s. What a turbo. Yes, the blow upiness of that one shall be proven. Oh, yeah. I would love to have a 944 turbo. Hey, oh, that's going to finish behind the Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme <laughs> <Absolutely>. MG1100. I'm going to get all Porsche outraged, but you're totally right. It absolutely is. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. speaking of cars that won't finish well, the uh, That Guy Racing is bringing a 1997 Porsche Boxster. Which I think is race before. I think it has too. Right, so uh, I also want to mention that Champ Car is at MSR Houston Double Seven Enduro uh, Twilight Grand Prix. So far, as far as we can tell, there is only seventeen entries on the website. So maybe more show up, maybe not. Holy God! Five BMWs, five BMWs, <laughs> one Honda, two Miatas, zero Porsches, seventeen cars total. <laughs> Not a dog sound effect. Not what we're looking for. Sorry. They won't let me kill him. Hang on a second. That's Shut better. Up. 17 cars? Really? 17 cars. That, I had, I had, we had more than that in our like HPD groups this weekend. <laughs> oh, more, absolutely. Really? Like lots more. Even at the I end of the day. I really think that's a failure of their website. I don't think that there's no way. Houston, there's more There's more crappy cars in Texas than 17. Uh, but. But Champ Car has a lot more Hell, events, like, and sometimes their events are too close to each other, 
Okay. Or not on good dates. Oh, like so the four of us plus close. our friends could come up with seventeen cars for. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Chris, what are you gonna say? That is true. My uh, car. Say, come up the only interesting car there is PMF Racing of the '68 Mustang. Good for them. Okay, so I just added this. This is not actually in most. Uh, you didn't see this. So I was just on Facebook and I found that there is a True 24 at Utah in Miller Miller Motorsports, and Ernie, Burt ones, which Jeff ran with Burt one. Absolutely great, yeah. great friends with them. Yeah, definitely. they're running. In this True 24 so at Miller. Matt and Jim and, and yeah, folks. Cool. Good and is it a chump car event? Well, they said it was chump. And now I, I don't know. I chump. I don't. That's why there's a question mark. I don't know if it's chump. Champ. Champ, champ. is somewhere else. So I don't know. I, I've heard uh, Miller is an absolutely wonderful facility. And I'm glad to hear it's still actually participating in motorsports as opposed to being bulldozed for condos. So Yeah, yes. it's so, now Utah Motorsports Park. Right. That, yeah. That's why I said it was Miller. I mean, it's, they said in Utah. So I don't know much more than this, but I saw it on their Facebook. So they're running at uh, True, 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 True 24, which don't happen much at all. No. So the fact that they're running one uh, with a, I don't, uh, unknown people. Hey, so we'll her. check oh, yeah, it no. them. You know what? I completely missed it on the uh, Champ website. I apologize because normally I'm the guy that compiles this. Absolutely. Utah wow. Motorsports Park, uh, Champ Enduro. Let's uh, real quick. Uh, I know that we're, we're running short on time. I was uh-huh. going to try and bring up the uh, entry. Hey, wait, wait, we know the only car we care about there, so let's keep going because yeah, if you want to go, go track, right? but, but not but for hey, 20. Guys, good point. on you for running 24. Absolutely. This is my point. Utah is not that far from Texas. As Texans will, you know, right? run. What? If I was in Oklahoma ha- have or you Nevada, been to the West Jeff, I like, have. Do you I've been. The distance between states out there. Of course, no, I'm yeah, aware of that. What I'm saying is, a, I'm a saying that probably Houston, Texas, is pulling people from two, three states away. So if you're no. in Arizona, no, no, seriously, Salt Lake City and Houston are like 20 hours drive apart. Seriously, but I'm saying people enormous. in the middle who are only there ten is, hours away. Nobody in the middle. There Nobody lives there. The Nobody lives there. It's <laughs> from Denver because you have to go through Montana to get to Utah. From Denver, it's a pain. It's it's yeah no. I, I, I was going to say, would Lemons or any other group do two races on the same weekend? Yes. On yes. the same side of the Mississippi. Yes. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Anyway, hey, if Nothing. you want to get on track Who and cares? drive for 24 hours, Extreme Experience <laughs> puts you in the driver's seat of some of the world's best supercars at over 20 racetracks in America and Canada with no speed limits, no shifting restrictions, and no governors. Head to xxspeed.com to choose your supercar, find a racetrack near you, and start making a story of your own. They have seven models of exotic cars and supercars to choose from, 20 tracks in the year-round location in Nolan's. Pro instructor like Mental last weekend in the car with you, helping explore the Heck cars yeah, and learn how to drive the racing line. Save 25% when you use the code EveryoneRacers, all one word, at xxspeed.com to book today. Extreme experience, it's your turn. That's xxspeed.com with code EveryoneRacers. And, hey, just to let you guys know, we're looking for some additional sponsors. Let us know if you're interested. Not that anyone that's listening to this actually has any money or cares, but, hey, <laughs> we might as well he knows try. Somebody. Right? Maybe so he knows somebody. So that's fun. Right. Maybe the company you work for. I don't know. Hashtag you should all totally sponsor us. Listener feedback time. So I had an extended conversation with one of our friends, uh, the proprietor of Rocksteady Racing, also a member of OK Speed. I've raced with him and he's given us, we've read his feedback on the air before because he's very smart and he's very very focused and directed. So in, a, uh, in regard to our episode last week, he had a lot of good feedback and uh, his first one was great. It says, 
because uh, he likes to binge listen to us. He says, I'm 10 minutes into the last episode. I need to meet Chris and Chrissy. And, yeah. and I, I actually mentioned, yeah, yeah, you kind of do. Because especially, Chris, you're kind of, you guys are your type, your type of people. But he did mention that when we were talking about Cinternets and Halos, we were kind of, we, we said either or, and that's that's not accurate. And it wasn't what we were trying to say, but I listened to it. It's what we said. So the point being is Halos are not either or. Halo is literally for a, a hard lateral head movement. The net, however, is to offset side impact and guide you back into the belts. The center will guide your helmet back into your haunts. In an offset impact, your helmet will fall out of the halo and then wait for your tethers to catch. So you don't actually find any of the organizations that we want, we run with that do an either or. They do one, one or the or, other, or they do both. Actually, they do one or both. So they some of them do require center net on both sides, offer the same level of protection as a window net to keep your appendages inside if the car goes over on its roof, and and a center net doesn't function like you know window net that sort of thing. So. Just the bottom line, know your rules. We, we misspoke. And, and Todd, good on you for calling us out and keep us on this one. And uh, and one of the things, he, when he's talking about idiot lights, is uh, you don't need to know what the number is. You just need to know good or bad, depending on the level of driver you had. And he's right on that. Because he's very, he points out, he's very passionate about car interior design. And I've driven his cars, and he is. And, and it's all about flow and prioritizing the information. He clocks all of his gauges, all that kind of stuff. And uh, he asked me not to talk too much more about it, because interior design, he does consider a competitive advantage. Well, then. Uh, absolutely. It would That's be why Spank wins advantage. so much. Yeah. (laughs) And we actually mentioned that last week. We said build natural because you need to make sure that you take that out of the problem of the driver. And people need to understand without any without any stress going on. They need to be able to understand it quickly, immediately on a glance. So absolutely good on Mm -hmm. you, Todd. Thanks. So uh, I want to take this moment to uh, say hi to Chrissy's mom. And I, I heard the larger story about the socket wrench and or the sock, missing socket <laughs> this weekend and how you attempted to uh, chase me in the Super Miata. And uh, I apologize. But, yeah, hey, well, I had to get I, she I had to send to hurl a socket at you. The and socket is back where it lives now. now, actually. The socket's back. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I was just going to send it. <laughs> Let's get on to the main topic. <laughs> topic so, time. We all spent the weekend at the track. And Ned, it's awesome. Race. And so we're really talking about what you can do at a track when you're not racing. And since the three of us were together, we're going to start with mental. Tell us about your weekend highs, lows, what you learned, what you didn't. Well, this is great. So I was instructing and you guys were instructing and learning. And uh, unfortunately, on Saturday, we had a rain out. So and one of the things on there, and when you're dealing with New Jersey, you're dealing with track personnel and extreme experience takes their safety very seriously. And what it was, it was it was an extended kind of light haze. And that's the worst kind of rain. If it had been a pouring rain, we probably could have run or if it had just rained and then stopped. But it's just enough to bring all the oils and everything from every exploded transmission going into turn seven. We did our absolute best. We went out there and assessed the track and every instructor got out of the car and said, this is not good. We can make it safe, but we can't make the clients enjoy it. As a, a uh, side effect of that, and then once the lightning comes down, they pull everybody out of the uh, – all the flag workers out of the corner stations. Yeah, lightning is huts. tremendously dangerous. 
especially for quarter workers. So that was the end of our day. But what Cal Denisi, chief instructor, we're going to have him on a guest as a guest on the show. What Cal Denisi did instead of letting us all go to the hotel bar is we sat down. Can we move? We actually reviewed Extreme Experience has extremely high fidelity video, and we did we we reviewed some of the videos from that day, and then we went online and we pulled random videos that people had actually already loaded up from that day, and we put them in there. And one of the things we were talking about is how we're interacting with our clients. And one of the big things as an instructor that you've got to work on is it's not your weekend. You're not there to take them as fast as you're comfortable with. You're not there to take them as fast as you want to go. You're there to enhance their learning and to enhance, enhance their experience. So you have to, while your job is to look forward, get your eyes up, teach them all the same things that you need to know, you need to be looking over there at the, at the client or, or, or your student. Are they tensing up? Are they freaking right the heck out on that straightaway? And if they are... You adjust your tone. You adjust the pace that you're talking. You need to slow down. Hey, buddy. And one of the key things is we found a video. You might want to break at the end of the straight. You might want to. Or if you've got a client or someone that's getting really, really tense and really overaggressive, one of the great things, Tom Hazen, one of the instructors at Extreme Experience, we watched one of his videos. Guy was getting a little too, he was getting a little in over his head. He said, okay, we're coming on the straightaway. Before he told him to roll the throttle, he said, now take a breath, exhale. And roll onto that throttle. And that was both a time delay, so they were, we weren't going to hit ludicrous speed at the end of the straightaway. But He's going to plaid. He's going to plaid. Absolutely, and also, yeah. And then also just kind of uh, what Alex Alex Awesome, the instructor down at NOLA, would call a lizard brain question. It's an awareness question. It gets them – it curbs red mist. It gets them back under control. And it has them back interacting with the environment. So if you're if you're teaching and you've got somebody they're tissing up a little bit, you just ask ask them a question that requires a response. How are you feeling? How's your breath? Where are your eyes right now? These kind of and it it, it recages their instruments and gets them in there. So we actually we ended up with like a three hour discussion on that, and it was it reminded me of things that I'd forgotten to do, and it kind of reaffirmed some things that I do do. And overall, it was a really effective discussion that in my opinion, reaffirms why extreme experiences at the top of their game with this. They, uh, they're, they're working to really kind of develop this curriculum. Safety is the top of their priority and right behind safety is, is, is client experience. They want to make sure they have a lot of good time. It has to be a core value, not a high priority. Mm -hmm. You know what? I like that phrase better. It's a, it is. And and say, yeah, it's, it is a, it's a core competency I would say of extreme experience. And, and, and and then right behind it is enhancing that customer experience, which safety is inherently integrated into that. So that's, that's what we did. We focused on being better instructors. Wait a second. Wait, wait, what were you? Who let the air force jerk off (laughs) into the education book? Core competency. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you to write a rubric later, and I'm going to test you on this. <laughs> Just sit in the back of the plane and fly and tell us where the bogeys are, all right? <laughs> Use that educational terms on me. Well, and on the subject of educational terms, because, Jeff, you've you've done both. You've done right and left seat this weekend. You uh, you decided to be the student. Let's, let's hear about your Absolutely. Your so, uh, we, as we mentioned, we went to NASA at Pit Race, and I have never been to a NASA event, and we are trying to improve ourselves. So, I totally signed myself up for Group 1, 
so that I could get a human in the right seat for the entire weekend. And I pretended when I registered that I knew nothing. I was like, ha, I've never been to NASA before. Can I have an instructor? Can I go real fast? That's what I put in my in No, my you did not. I did not, actually. No. Um, but, but no, no, I, I, I purposely put myself in the slowest, worst, least experienced group because I wanted to have the most amount of instruction. And I knew I would have to deal with classroom and BS and all that other stuff. And I'm going to tell you right now that I was pleasantly surprised at how much I got out of the classroom. Um, I, I, I went in with an open mind and I knew that some of it was going to be too basic. And it was sometimes, you know, the first class was like, this is a yellow flag and this is a blue flag with a yellow stripe. And so, you know, like <laughs> there's a race going on. There's and a race going on. It. And you're not in it. Yeah. No, it's this so, you Swedish know. diving flag. Swedish <laughs> diving that's, flag. Right. that's what I call it. Uh, they called it the, the, uh, the MG flag. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so uh, yes, some of it was totally too basic, like the flags and their meetings, but some of it was helpful reminders of stuff I knew. And really, I want to say that the curriculum that the Great Lakes NASA region is doing is fantastic. And no matter what your mm-hmm. level, if you want to go out and really learn, you should check it out. Other regions, call them up and steal it because it's fantastic. And before I go on, I, I know Chris wants to jump in here. I have to say, I've been to a bunch of different regions of NASA and BMW Club and stuff, and I am totally impressed with the HVDE program of Great Lakes NASA. They are head and shoulders above everyone else. That's, at, that's why at, we go to pit races. At all this of the levels that they do. Because most, most places, once you get beyond one sometimes, and especially beyond two, there's no, there's no thought to anything. It's just go drive, have a good time. Here, yeah, they, the I, learning never stops. So yeah. that's a really nice thing they do. So, Jeff, keep going. Sorry. Uh, Mel, do you want to jump in here before I keep going? Well, and, and, and you're absolutely right in everything that makes that reason good. NOLA does the exact same thing. In fact, NOLA makes level two and three do drills. Hell, yeah, and I'm, do, I'm going to talk we about We did drills that. in four, Mental. Yeah, we'll Ooh, get there. <laughs> yeah. Nice, so, nice. So, yeah, I'm going to talk about this. So uh, the way that it worked is, you know, we had a meeting. We made a run. We had a class. We made a run. We had a class. We had a run. So we, 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 between each session, we had a class, and... We had just as many time sessions as three and two, three and four, but with more stuff in between. So really, I got the most bang for the buck because I got the same amount of seat time as anybody else and I got more instructions. So we ran drills. We ran great drills, tire loading drills, calling out your eyes. You know, take one lap where you attempt to apex everything too early and then you attempt to apex everything too late. Now, I know what an early and late apex is. But doing them back to back, the same turns makes, you know, it it reminds you of everything you know, because when is the last time you purposely tried to do something wrong on a track? So that's what we did. Um, my, My instructor, his name was Andy. He was great. He understood I wasn't basic. He totally helped me fix some stuff that I was doing badly, like early apexing. Sometimes we did the drill. Sometimes we didn't. Uh, when we went out in the early apex drill, he's like, I think you know how to early apex already, Jeff. <laughs> Why don't you just do a couple and then immediately switch to late apexing? Uh, um, but the head okay, head instructor, yeah, exactly. The head instructors didn't pander. They didn't talk down to anyone. They had no problems running discussions with the students like a roundtable, not like a lecture. I actually missed one of the sessions and I felt bad. 
Like I literally went up to him and apologized. It's like, damn, I wish I had went. So uh, kudos to Bob the Brit and John the Professor, an actual college professor. They made the classroom sections engaging. It was basic at times, but it was never boring. So two, five, ten stars for the classroom. I'll I'll hit a few other things, but I'm waiting to see if there's any hands-on classroom questions. No. So other thoughts on NASA. I've never been to a NASA before in my life. Um, The machinery was amazing. Lots of fast Mustangs, lots of Camaros, lots of people with high-dollar daily drivers putting them out there on the track. How many Ferraris did we say? There, was, uh, there were two. There were like twenty-seven white ones. <laughs> twenty-seven white ones. Chrissy and I were driving across the paddock, and we got cut off by a white Ferrari. And then, like a minute later, another <laughs> white Ferrari passed. I was like, "That jerk off's back again." Like, we're like, "Oh wait, there's two. There's four. We just saw. No, there's only two. We saw them multiple times. Exactly. Yep. So, They're both but, in my group. It was fun listening to them go by. Yeah, so. one of them sounded. One of them sounded fantastic. I get it. No, it was. One, one was a 360. One was a 430. Both challenge. Both challenge cars. They challenge were, cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were really pretty. And white is just beautiful on a Ferrari. But anyway, I just want to say that you know, like we as race car drivers think about race cars and street cars. And when you go to a NASA HPDE weekend, you're going to see the blend. There are full race cars like that LS Miata that had more plastic wings on it and dive plates and, oh, yeah. you know, sheets yeah. of Lexan enough to make a hockey rink. And then, like, guy who literally just bought a Mustang off the showroom floor and showed up with it on its stock tires. Their, and stock and right. Things. Their tape is uh, painter's tape because yeah, yeah, painter's they tape literally on just brought it there. Or a guy with $200 Miata. Well, and then there was me. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, the people were all fun. There was a barbecue. They fed the entire paddock. Like ribs everyone, and chicken. Ribs and chicken. Dope. Uh, uh, beer, wine, drinks. Some lady gave some lemoncello. The, 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 guy, the guy running the uh, the barbecue wasn't an older gentleman with a, a really hot-rodded Chevy pickup, was it? No. Uh, I don't know. Okay. No, it was a... Big, Big black Middle, guy with a gray mates. beard, fat yep. okay. jacks, no, no. with an expedition. Okay, there was a there was an instructor with extreme experience. He always goes to pit race and he'll uh, he'll cook out for all the extreme experience guys. And no, yeah, he's guy, a great barbecue. To feed the field. Oh, that, so so NASA, that is awesome. NASA, yeah, NASA was great. Somebody. The vibe well was done. Yeah, the vibe was chill. And last thing I want to say, the dually. <laughs> that is my second purchase if I ever hit the lottery. <laughs> First purchase is at the poor dealership. Second one, <laughs> whatever flavor dually pickup I decided. So you're you're a Cummings fanboy now. Uh, no, I don't like the by, diesel. By the way, mental, I don't know about Cummings. There's no G in that. It's Cummings. I'm oh, sorry. M M I N S. Yeah. Down I, here, I, the, down here in the south, they've got all kinds of inappropriate you add letters. And it's no, they've got all these inappropriate bumper oh. stickers about the difference between you're power. Not coming, you're stroking or that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was no. so trying not to go there, but all right, thanks. let's Jeff, Jeff I, I, I would like to fix the record by saying I'm an international harvester guy. <laughs> no longer sells those, so I don't know what I would go buy. Okay, that's it. That's um, the end. Of, that's the end of my thing. If anyone's got any questions, shoot. But I'm done. And uh, dear listeners, unfortunately, we're going over, but you love us. So yeah. just keep listening. <laughs> yeah. All right. So oh, I, I forgot to mention oh. the Miata was amazing. And my, yeah. Miata it was did amazing. not miss a tick. 
And actually, I'll just talk about that because uh, without a Honda, we uh, Jeff and I, Jeff so nicely loaned me the uh, Miata. So I ran into it. It did hump your Mazda, so we kind of. How many times in the last three weeks did I borrow one of your (laughs) cars? All of our cars. (laughs) How many times did I break something of yours in the last year? Several. I didn't tell you that the the right rear door lock on the Suburban no longer works since you brought it back. But I don't think that's. You cannot put that on. That is so not fair. Okay. Open a real on. Okay, 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 okay. So, um, so basically, on Friday when Chris calls me, this isn't even in my my section of of HPD, but Chris calls me and says, "What are you going to do?" And he says, "Well, I'm I'm he's going to bring the NSX. I'm certainly not driving the NSX on track because I will not have a good time if I'm not driving the if I'm driving the NSX. It's not going to be great." So I call Jeff up and say, "Here's what's going on." And I like tick off quickly, like Hannah's dead. This is what's going to go on. Chris is on his way home. This is where we're going. And uh, can I drive the Miata? Absolutely. Okay. So yeah. Miata was my deal. I know this. I know it didn't happen this way, but I just have this like vision, you know, and, and, and just because, you know, like Chris called, <laughs> the, the, the HUD is dead. We're, no. we're taking the NSX. No, no, it's, no. It's, 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 can, it's, can you drive just Miata? I can't give the amount of curse words that came out of the amount. <laughs> Honda you're so you're both so wrong it was fine we're like we were texting we're like oh Honda blew up oh shoot what happened okay so anyway all right so let me tell you about my HPD experience so I had no Honda um I had some not a little bit of concern on on taking the Miata uh just because it was a car that I wasn't familiar with my first and an idiot rebuilt it in the last three weeks say this so but my first First and out was not ideal. So I had not driven this car. It's not that I've never driven a Miata, but I had not driven this this car. It's um, janky, dri- janky, but I haven't driven a Miata in a couple of years. So my first and out was um, I was I did my share of money shifting. So I didn't know. <laughs> right. So I'm driving down the, the I'm and, the, and <laughs> she took it like a out. beast. She so, didn't care. I'm tr- no, it's not true at all. I was driving, and all of a sudden, I I can't. So money shifting for anybody who doesn't know, I'm driving. I I'm trying to drive from third to fourth, and I go in a second. So the RPMs go. And, <laughs> right. So I before I actually engage it, I notice that this is wrong. Hold on. So I I I have really struggled trying to do fourth figure out where fourth is so i really should have driven around the paddock around the street to figure out where the actual shifting you know where i'm shifting in again i said i've I've driven a miata i know yours is not weird it's just that i was unable to find and understand where it's going go ahead i just want i just want to mention to because there are new listeners maybe 1990 miata 1.6 totally bone stock every piece of suspension has been replaced by me in the last month and a half i paid two hundred dollars for it there is at least uh, thousands of dollars there's probably closer to two grand in the suspension right now and i broke every bolt as i took it apart go chrissy okay fine so there's nothing wrong with the transmission it's just that i was unable to do it well my first in out so i actually brought it in early because i was very concerned and i didn't know what i was doing so fine um but uh so after that everything Totally great after that. So well, how'd you get past it? I mean, you 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 sat in the car and practiced a little bit. Just sure, sure, I did. 
I did. I, I came in. I was concerned that I broke something because I had just was unable to find the, the right gearing. And uh, I brought it in, practiced. Everything from there was great. So my classroom was different. I um, had two sections. Uh, sun, which, Saturday which morning. Group, and which sun- group were you in? I was in two. Thank you. I was in HPD2, um, which made it so that Jeff and I could both dual drive the car. Um we were back to back, so there's plenty of times where we had to. I jump out of the car uh, and then get Jeff in the car, but we're really good at pit stops, so it was really not a big deal. So we impressed um, a lot of people with our pit stops yeah. actually in the paddock. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and my instructor Andy twice, was definitely feeling slightly uncomfortable being touched in the private areas. Oh, and I kept he helped him in the belts. <laughs> so he kept saying like, uh, "Oh no, I'll do it," and I was like, "Put your hands up." No, I'm you're doing too this. slow. Yeah. Right. And I was like, we do this in two two minutes. You get it, get out of, the, but, out of my way, but, which is really but, what happens. But you, but you're a girl. Hashtag you. Don't care. No, it, it was more like he's never really been in five point harnesses. Oh. So okay. For him, it was kind of like which tab goes where? Yeah. What do I do? So why is it why is it lifting and separating something that I've never lifted and separated? <laughs> it wasn't actually that tight, but anyway. Um, so basically, my classroom was different, um, but it was great, and I had uh, two really big sessions Saturday morning and Sunday morning, and that's what. Um, and then Jeff was in the classroom for then on, so that's why I was in the classroom. Um, so mine were longer. Uh, we talked about braking. We talked about you know a little bit extra things of how uh, racing goes and. Uh, uh, we we practice a lot of things. So um, we also had download meetings, which is a different thing that most of our other NASAs don't do. Uh, that's a meeting where everybody meets in a uh, either outside a tent or at a picnic table, and our whole group meets and we say how did that go, and any problems, uh, anything we're working on, anything you saw out there, and we all just kind of meet, and it's a uh, you know half an hour to an hour, um, and we just talk about what's going on, and it's a great thing to kind of regroup and figure out what you need to do next time and how things are going to go. And we, that's where we review the uh, drills. Go ahead. Question about the download sessions. Um, I have heard that at other HPDEs, these become where you complain about who didn't give you a point by or who's not doing the right thing. Obviously, there was none of that in one because our because our people wouldn't let it. Did that happen in two? No, it didn't happen in two. Um, okay. It didn't actually happen the whole time. This would be where we would say if there's something that happened, uh, this group, you know, some this is a, the time to say, hey, somebody didn't give Wasn't a... Isn't that Giraffe Civic? They suck. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're laughing? This happened. Not this. Not at this place. Not at this uh, NASA region. It happened before. And it happened, and I felt like the lowest person. I wanted to hide. It was awful. So this guy, these group, um, actually, I, gave, I, I suddenly want to beat somebody's ass for making one of my teammates oh, feel like well, that. Some some people in HPD think that if they have a faster car, they are a, a separate class of person, and that faster cars are better than slower cars. And, and if that's I don't give you the immediate point with. by quickly then they 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 lay into you but this was this was a while back and that was a couple of years ago so okay. it's fine all right, Th- all right this group was um was great and even it, so let me get on to drill so we had our own drills as jeff said um we had drills that we were had a reverse grid so uh the slower cars in front so basically uh i and a couple other miatas and another people that weren't uh used to be on track we all stuck ourselves at the end so we could let all the, front, the really the fast front, bus no no i'm sorry 
previously, we had stuck ourselves at the end. Um, for this grid, for this drill, we stuck ourselves at the front because they insisted. So I was number one car. Um, <laughs> not excited about it. But the whole group, it went really well, ended up being great. So um, I basically, we, we had some stack up behind us with other slower cars. And since I'm so good with um, figuring out where everybody else in the field is, I was able to just, I only had a couple of people behind me and pointed them by really quickly. So it was great. Um, and we also had another drill, which was offline drill. And uh, we did did that for a while, and I was like, that's dumb, because I do that racing all the time. I was like, this is not even worth my time. So <laughs> I, let that, I let that go, too. Uh, Chris, go ahead. Well, I think the the main point of the reverse grid drill is to they're trying to encourage passing, both passing and being passed. They want you to make me be comfortable with it. So they're mm. forcing it by making this reverse grid drill in two. Because sure. once you get to three, it's open. you got to be used to it. Sorry, that's it. Bye, Jeff. I just want to mention that Andy, my instructor, said uh, at one point, wow, you have really good, like, mirror knowledge. Like, you know when they're there before they get. Like, oh, yeah, I, I'm kind of used to that. And then at one point, there was a BMW 235i who was uh, not very good, like 40 miles an hour down the center of the track. And I caught up to him, and he pointed me by, thank God, because he was very bad at that in the beginning. And... By time you're like by time he pointed me by, and by time the 1.6 could unleash all like 116 horsepower, we were like in a turn. That car does not have 116 horsepower. No, it's not even close. It did uh, one day. It did at some point. So so by time I got like door handle to door handle, it was like in the turn, and I that's not a problem for me. I just kept my foot to the floor and went right around him, and he was like, "Wow, that was a really good offline pass." Uh, yeah, I do that a lot too. Right. So I think <laughs> kind I, of where I, we live. What Jeff is saying is really like, we're not the target market. So in all of these things, he's, and I got the same compliments, actually. I This is one of the few times I only had instructors two different sessions out of about four or five, uh, about six, six, maybe six, 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 six sessions. So I only had um, people in that. And the one that I did was that reverse grid. I had an instructor that I had never met before. He got in my car and I told him, you know, brief history about what I do. And then um, and every time it was like, Wow, like before he could tell me like, hey, there's a person there. I'm like, all right, already pointing by. He's fine. No problem. And the thing is that's different in, in HPD2 that's different in most places is that uh, we had passing everywhere uh, with a point by. So um, we had, it, you know, it's all safe enough, but we had plenty of people that were pointing people by only on the streets, which is where it's convenient. You're driving. You're doing uh, all these things. It's easier to uh, hold on. It's easier to wait in HPD1. That's all you do is pass in under under one. I'm sorry, in HPD 1, it's all you do is pass on the streets. On the street, yep. In HPD 2, they changed it because when you get into 3, you're you're doing passing all the time uh, with, with or without point buys. So we were trying to you know get you ready for that level. Um, in 2, now they do everything, point buys anywhere and uh, to, to pass. So, um, so yeah, so that was a, a different thing that we had been practicing. So basically, uh, sessions got better. I had limited coaching. I rocked. Uh, everyone got awesome. I made a song, Modulating with Gas, Modulating with Gas. And then I made this song up um, because I stopped <laughs> breathing. Through, I stopped. I was breaking uh, to kind of set the nose through the, a set of S's in this track. And instead, I did not break at all. And then I made a song. And I beat two point two seconds off my best lap in like no problem. I had three laps with this session, and I beat took took two seconds off the lap, no problem. Our best my best time. So, uh, yes, go ahead, mental. 
knowing that Chrissy has never seen any movie ever. Uh, it's like the long kiss, long kiss, good night. Got my keys in my right pocket. Modulating yeah. with gas. Up songs. That's just that's what I do. She so does. That's, that's a All legit the time. thing, though. They they teach people with ADHD yeah, we, to do that. Yeah, we we've had mantras in the Civic. All the time. I use mantras out there. Yes. I will press turbo. all the way in this right. turn. How about turbo power? Turbo power. Turbo okay. Po- Wait, <laughs> turbo power. Okay. Stock so, open differential. I say that all the time. <laughs> all right. So I'm almost done. Chris will be. Um, I, we found that I made the race, uh, a race map. I showed everybody uh, when we did Facebook Live that one time. I made a map of pit race. And I think it was super helpful. So the three of us sat down. We talked about lines. Um, I'm going to do the same thing for Thompson. I think it's a great practice to do. So that's like buy that big sheet of paper, draw it out, figure out where the line is, and you can really have a great idea of where to talk about. Um, and then I, I closed my weekend out with a race cap. Um, I have t- taken Mental's idea to write my stuff down. I figure out what I did. Um, I write it down, and uh, it's great. So I had a great time. That's my, that's my deal. I, I also noticed on the weekend you were doing homework for work. I saw that binder. <laughs> I was. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Safety. Yep. Well, I had a pretty fun weekend too, really. Um, After because Friday. it, yeah, yeah, because it doesn't suck to drive your NSX around a fun racetrack all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll no, put it, it that doesn't. way. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, so basic driving impressions of the NSX on track. Um, especially, I'll compare it to our Z4M Coupe. See the M Coupe came alive on track and once you're on track you understood why it was the way it was and you also understood that you had to grab it by the scruff of the neck and treat it like the beast that it was and when you did it all made sense as as jerry would say you got to pull her hair a little bit yep the nsx is just more of the same it is just smooth it is it's not like the bmw it's, it's the same way it is on the street if you want to go fast, cool. If you want to chill, cool. Whatever you want to do, no problem. I got it. All right, all right, exactly. all right, exactly. Yep. You know, like like the Mercedes, it, it's it's made to cross continents. It's made to be chill. But if you want to make it go, it'll do it. It'll just be mildly stubborn about it, but it'll do it. Where right? the NSX will do anything you want, and the BMW made you drive on the street like a huge asshole. Just that's the way <laughs> yes. the car was. Yes. True. So true. All so, day. Um, so like at the limit, it very nicely understeers because if you were to pop off the gas, it'll just come around a bit. Then you can feel that lump behind you working because I'm not used to mid-engine cars as much. I'm used to front front engine, front or rear it drive. Definitely felt different. Yeah, you feel I it could, working around. I could feel it there. in the passenger seat. Yep. yep. And it's not the fastest thing in the world, but it's totally fast enough. And especially I was shifting it a little early. Like I wasn't banging off the limiter. I was shifting it at like seven seventy five hundred, keeping it easy. Um, and the biggest problem you I had Haggerty's, he was being easy. Uh-huh. Give him the a break. Problem I had time. was we were on stock brake pads. I have the receipt from the previous previous owner having these brake pads replaced at the Acura dealer in uh, in Miami, Florida. So <laughs> I know where these brake pads came from, and they are one hundred percent stock Acura. And they're fine for, like, mild track use, but not hard. So I had to take it easy on the brakes a bit. The first time I went out, I definitely encountered a very hard pedal coming to turn one at about 120 miles an hour um, because uh, the pads were getting a little cooked. Because I don't think anyone had ever bedded them in or gotten them hot enough to bed in in the past. Based on the the previous owner we bought it from 
and the other mm. the owner, based on what I know of the maintenance records, uh, no one ever found them. Uh, exactly. Right. Right. So, yes. Shut up, Jeff. I'm right here. So no. I finally got it hot enough, and you know they 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 survived the rest of the weekend. The Mosul fluid was fine. The Redline oil was fine, and it was a great time. And now the car's got rubber marks on it, and it's it dirty, and it's got tons of brake dust on the wheels, but it looks legit. And you know, I had just a, a nice time driving it, and I, I quite enjoyed how, um, how much people seem to enjoy seeing the NSX out on track. So many people came up to me and said, "Oh, it's so great! Like that's such a great car. It's a, it's so great. You're bringing it on track. It's amazing. I've never seen one of these on track before." Uh huh. So nice. I was like, "Hell yeah!" Every um, <laughs> third person, right? This is your NSX. It's so, so nice. Yeah. I've never seen one. It was a wonderful oh time. But I have to say, I actually had exactly <laughs> as much fun the one uh, session that I took the fun. Miata out at the end of Saturday, in the last session of the day, and I mad-assed this Miata around <laughs> the course. Like, like it owed me money, like a rented mule, a red-headed stepchild, whatever you want to call it. That's what that that's the, the the session the Miata and I had together, but I got all of the time out of that car. And... <laughs> there, there was no time left after that. Oh no! What's what's the great mantra? It's more fun to drive a slow car fast than it is to drive a fast car yeah. slow. You know, Absolutely. it was amazing because I I got every last second out of that car. But it was fun to feel like the feel the weight transfer and to feel like that I'm getting the the traction out of all four tires. Like you can feel each one and what it's doing and how it's working and it's great, Jeff. Yeah, I was gonna say several times during the uh, class one, they talked very much about having a low horsepower car to learn on and like yes, I know you all like your BMWs and your Mustangs out there and uh, John. The, the the chief and not not chief instructor the, the, the head of group one, um he basically talked about selling his giant Mustang for an RX8 as a time, <laughs> as a TT car because it's so much cheaper to run it's sure. so much cheaper on the consumables and a slow car will teach you and reward you for doing everything right but a fast car will help fix your mistakes and there's mm-hmm. something. You know, he he had a bit of a a bit of a spiritual bend to him. He was a uh, Mexican who talked about killing a chicken to make sure it didn't rain on us all weekend. He was joking. It worked. And it's he fine. was joking. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it worked. Uh, he is a college professor. <laughs> uh, you know, um, but but he oh, talked like about. Already. Yeah, he was awesome. He he really talked about like the true spiritual connectiveness and the no bs if you do something right in a low horsepower car you are immediately rewarded and that is perfect and it's the same thing with people the fools who run hoosiers in hpde i don't know what the hell is wrong with these people but it's the same thing it just masks everything until it goes terribly wrong and then you're in the wall so just run the street tires like we're running uh, actually a set of civic, a set of tires that we took off the Civic a year ago at Thompson because well these are done and we stuck them in the shed <laughs> they were, they in New so England well. for a year so they have been through how many freeze thaw cycles 
And we just said, well, there's enough left for the Miata. Let's slap those on. But they were great, and it worked. And that's that's you, you could feel it. You, it. It worked. And I had, really, I had just as much fun mad-assing the hell out of that Miata, even though half the time it was with one hand on the wheel and one hand out the left window. But I still did it. It's it's so perfect. Right. And I, here's a funny, here's a fun fact. I got the Miata seven seconds off my time from the Civic there last year. Wow. On the same tires. Same wheels so and tires. We. Oh, wait, we didn't. So that's that's an interesting interesting uh, comparison to make. And uh, that's, that, that throws kind of a uh, monkey wrench into my hella sweet but terrible comment. A little, little closer to the mic there. You're echoing like I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm trying not to laugh into the microphone. Uh, that that throws a monkey wrench into my hella sweet but terrible comments. Yeah, I want to I want to I, I go on, on three points on that because we've talked about the tire conversation and we've had the tire conversation. The tire conversation it's very specific. Hey, you're pushing a little bit. Hey, we're having some fun. Hey, I'm starting to lose some grip. Hey, I'm I'm almost done. Hey, I'm I'm out of it. I'm out of it. And that conversation will always take place in that order. It's just how long is that conversation on a racing tire? It, you know, I'm, I'm holding my fingers an inch apart on street tires. I'm holding my hands a foot apart. So that's an interesting point. And you talk these about towels, these tires howled. If you push them hard <laughs> enough on this, oh, yeah. it was a fairly new surface of the race. So on the new surface, yeah. the tile is just howl and howl. And so I had those tires screaming most of the way around that track and it was immensely satisfying. Um, so it, was it, was, it was like the noise that you did the turn, right? Yeah. 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 And, it, and I'm falling. It was like back the car applauding you. Yes, well done, well done. <laughs> I'm falling back in love with a slow car with the Boxster because uh, that car is not fast, not at all. The Mercedes would crush it, but the Mercedes was incapable of getting around a track more than two laps before. Is like I am done with this. This is not fun for me. But the Boxster was like, hey, let's let's have a little bit of fun, especially on those Continental DSWs when I don't cook my brake fluid. Yeah. <laughs> so I also had an A3D1 student this weekend. He was in a race prepped 95 M3, which he has a. And, and folks, we're sorry. We're like at an hour 15 that's right now. That's why I cut you off. It's going gonna, it's gonna to keep going. Sorry, because yeah. we've got a great hell of sweet but terrible. So he was in an a, a race prepped 95 M3, but on, good for him, on um, one, uh, 200 Treadwear Kumo XXSs. So. Which is good. His sons are running this in HD3. Those are great tires. Yeah, they worked fine. But this car had arrow. This car was like very, very super suspended, mm-hmm. and th- that was actually a problem. And that we had to do weight transfer stuff, and for him to understand weight transfer, he couldn't because the car had no re- like he couldn't feel the weight transfer because it was so stiff. And this yeah. was his like third. This is probably his fifth HPD session ever that we started on Monday. Over but not ten real, years. Real- Proper ones, though. Yeah, exactly. He's had yeah, issues. Guys, in the you guys other are ones. already you guys are already rolling into weight transfer because wow, like, good yeah. on you. That's that's impressive. Absolutely. Yeah, that well, was that was it, one of the each one, one of the drills. drills. Was weight transfer. It wow. Was, it was okay. Fe- Pittsburgh. Good on you guys. It was the great the Great Lakes region. Seriously, the HPD program of the Great Lakes region is the best I've ever encountered. Their management of the time on track mm, is pretty terrible. Not the but best. Their HPD program. I, was I wondered how much of that was pit race and how much was the. Tough to tell. Mm. But anyway, so, you know, but over the weekend, we made great strides. Um, even though we spun off in the inside of turn five once and into the, right? into the dirt that happened. And had to get out <laughs> because we were one, stuck. Two. Right. At the end of the day. But anyway, uh, over the course of the weekend, we, and he was like a 50 year old guy, and they had the most amazing trailer I've ever seen. It was a like a 54. 
foot long two story toter home stacker towed with a you know it was top a fifth kit. wheel wasn't it? Didn't have oh fifth yeah wheel? hell yeah it was amazing um, but was he it also towed brought, with a Cummins no it was a Duramax oh. and he, on a on a medium duty GM truck chassis but anyway uh, they also brought a, a first gen MR2 with a built turbo oh. built turbo for AGE in the back that's Ooh. the other car they have Anyway, Who was nice that guy. was that was in three. That was yeah. no, that was a student's son. That was the son uh, in three. Right it was in car. three that we missed because neither. And by the way, our our listener who's never commented on anything and OK Speed friend Matt Logan just just got his pants a little tight in the front. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, but they actually spent a fair amount of the weekend wrenching on the Toyota because <laughs> the uh, the studs between the manifold Happens. and the turbo give loosening and all kinds of things. But the M3 just was a champ, even though BMWs are boring. <laughs> <laughs> it totally works all weekend. We, it, all, we had a great all, time. Yeah. And I, I got, I, you know, I actually I get a lot of satisfaction out of having a student that goes from the beginning of the weekend and I go in the car and going, holy crap, what am I going to, like, where do I start with this guy? Compared to the end of the weekend where he's putting things together. You know, and he's feeling good, and he's he, he's making progress, and that makes me feel fantastic. So hell yeah, good for him. Um, the HPD four group I was in was you know mix of instructors and really you know quite good HPD drivers. And first, this this region is the only one I've ever seen that does drills in HPD four. So in the past when I've done that, we've had a three wide drill. We've gone three wide and driven around the track for two laps, three wide, which when I'm in the Civic, it's oh. next to some dude in a Z06, like a brand new Z06. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah you're, you're, exactly. you're fine. He's looking at me going, is that a, uh, is that an effing giraffe that oh, I'm staring at over there? What oh, the heck? Your ass it is, right. <laughs> um, so this time we had, we had a little bit fewer because of, of whatever reason, um, but we did have a race start drill that we did. So we did a flying start because they're trying to prep you, the HPD four drivers to go to TT or into road racing. This doesn't stop at four. Four is not a destination. Four is a path along the way. So we did the flying start. That was well, fun. Everything is actually a path yeah. along the way. Like every, everything we talked about yeah. was like, where do you want to go? So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. And then, then and we did a standing start drill. So, you know, but it, we, this is with pace cars and everything. So we're doing a standing start drill. I'm cool. toward the back of the field because... I've been putting myself in the back of the field most of the weekend with the NSX because I know the brakes are iffy, and I'm just trying to have a good time. I'm not trying to push it that hard. So um, we start off standing start, and you know I'm used to running. Well, first off, the half lap before in the flying start, and then we go, and I'm in the middle of a pack, and my race brain takes over from running lemons and all this stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm feeling great. I'm I can pu- pass that guy. Oh, yeah. yeah no I'm pushing my way around a little bit. Like, things are going great. And we only do it for half a lap because we know that even next time around, we're doing the standing start drill. So, all right, I back off. That's fine. We all stop on the main straight, ready to go. I'm toward the back. I'm behind a Golf who's behind a Mustang who's behind an S2000. And we're, like, eighth in line. So, we go. And I'm, okay, we get going and going. And, and, and then I'm looking at, I'm looking ahead because Lemons Racer. Yeah, and I do. see through the windows of the Golf, through the windows of the Mustang, that the S2000 is stopped. <laughs> I ease off the gas. I watch then the Mustang go leftish. I then Eat watch the, rear the bumper. Golf go leftish and rear end the Mustang. I then go right, two wheels off on the right, Ooh. and go around all of them and keep going. So 
There was Did you hear that Haggerty's? Haggerty's, you should totally sponsor us. Right? Hey, right. They're happy. It really it's it's that was the closest I've ever come to a crash in an HPD event ever in my life. But because of the race experience I have where I'm always watching for things that are going to go wrong in front of me because that's what Lemons is all about. And I motorcycling. Knew, I knew my escape route. I was ready to go. I took it. I went right around everybody, kept driving, had a good time. Not like the poor kid with the Golf R that uh <laughs> the front end of his car that's in rough shape. But um that you know it's it's absolutely interesting. like his only daily driver looking oh, yeah. car. And I, I oh, can't yeah. believe there was an accident with a Mustang that wasn't the Mustang's fault. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so, right. Um it, you know, it's great that they're doing these kind of drills in there, and this kind of proves the point that even in a four group where everyone's really quite experienced, most of these people are instructors it's different than racing. And once we actually had these starts, you immediately could tell who was a racer and who was not based on how they handled the traffic. So, but that's the point though. If you never do these kind of things, even with some carnage, how are these people who are coming out of four supposed to get into racing without getting run over the first time they get in a race? And I've, I've had that where I won't sign guys off from one to two. And it's not because they don't know what they're doing. It's not because they're not smart, because they're not smooth, because they haven't seen it go wrong. I, I need to know what you do when it goes sideways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But racing is a whole different ball game, and so they, they're really working to try to prepare those people for the for the chaos that is wheel-to-wheel racing that you don't see. <laughs> well, that's why we, we started with, with passing everywhere, So because yeah. you have to pass everywhere. So that's yeah. why two starts out from just straights then you go to everywhere and then you go to no point buys that's really the, so, the and progression. It's, it's and not just passing everywhere getting past everywhere you yes. know because dude right. someone's Absolutely. gonna try and take you on the outside because they've got the horsepower that's or that most of they have the cornering like we passed everybody in, in the octopus in new new jersey with a civic on the outside because we can so yeah. things like that so anyway um a, eventful satisfying good oh, weekend listeners stop, we're stop. so sorry thank you stop caring nobody cares <laughs> so anyway uh quality quality weekend all around i'm thrilled yeah, I, i'm thrilled i'm very yeah. impressed i made a ton of improvement could not be happier yeah, yeah. nsx is still in the trailer still really dirty and uh it feels great so mm. yeah. i also want to mention that the super miata is in the possession of my father oh what? who is driving it around all week with the five point harnesses because, <laughs> because he is registered for a two-day autocross major event down in Baderfield, Atlantic City, with the South Jersey SCCA. Hell yeah. Oh, Hell yeah. Great. I want to throw two things in there. One, Jeff, your dad's kind of a badass. That's awesome. Uh, let's see how he does. Let's not get excited. Two, two and this is the, the thing that I, I want to throw down is that the fact that, Jeff, you said I made huge improvements. Jeff, you're you're not a scab. You're not just some, you know, just off the street. I have seen you throw down in a multi-car environment. You know how to wheel. And the fact that you came out of this HPDE and still learned something speaks volumes to the program that they're running up there at Pitts Race. Because, again, dude. I'll, I'll, I would throw you in a car against anyone and bet on you every time. Yeah, in traffic, maybe. <laughs> really, Great Lake no, Region does a great job. There, mm-hmm. there is no one who can't improve. Right, that's the with answer. Coaching and drilling. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. that's really what it is. If you can't get past your own testosterone or whatever and, and say, I think I'm good enough. Yeah. 
You're you're not you're not being honest. Testicles as, as in Jimmy, a wheelbarrow in front of you. That's all you can do. Yeah. No, well, as Jimmy Johnson, the chief safety officer with extreme experience, always says, "Oh, you think you got this? You don't got this." Mm-hmm. Yep, there right. it is. And speaking of so, that, is it uh, time it, for it, hello, sweet. So we're, we're rolling up on what is our longest episode ever, but kind this, of actually this doesn't is matter. an important. This is an important discussion. Very important discussion. Hell sweet, sweet or butt-terrible. Yeah. So who wants to bring this up? Chris, uh, you want uh, to talk my about topic. it? I'll bring it up. So the Civic's hella butt broken with no compression, number two. the and ombre, no idea what's wrong. Yeah, no idea. The ombre needs a throttle cable and a clutch slave cylinder and like a good once and a rocker panel and a door bang out and a good once over. So is the plan fix the Civic at all costs or... And also, wait, we have two weeks for this race. Right. Or two weeks. Awesome. And one of those weekends, we have to go to Cape Cod to get our marriage license. So, like, <laughs> right. So, Which, um, by the way, Vicky and I made our plans. We are so excited. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, the other place, so it's either fixed specific at all costs, or we make the ombre plan A and we run it right because we've never really tried this. Run it right with the best drivers shooting for an IOE. That's the question. I'm up here first. I, I don't want to go first. No, I'm. I'm. This is my question. I'm not <laughs> going first. Jeff, hand, you go I'll, first. I'll defer. No, Jeff, so you, you want go. me to go first? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm going to say that you all know that I love Senior Ombre. <laughs> I am a huge fan of Senior Ombre, and I would love to give her the send off before we sell her by rocking her out and seeing if we can crack. Top 20, top 15, top 10. Maybe come home with a major award. It's a major award. It's a freaking ombre. The award is right here. No, not that major award. Major award. (laughs) So I think we have never given the ombre a fair shake. We have never stacked our best drivers in it. We have never really, really, really tried. That's what I want to do. Gosh. God Chris, bless you, Christine. All right, so yes, I'm I'm next. Um, I selfishly are you ready for the other opinion? Well, why? Okay. Uh, I would necessarily. So yeah, right. Selfishly, I'd love to have the Civic because I was really excited to drive the Civic this on track this weekend. I was so excited to drive it at, at um, Thompson. We were um, secretly or not secretly going for overall i mean that was really our goal we're i love that track that car loves that track so i was very excited um i am feeling so confident after the last eight two hpdes that i might be able to rock the ombre so so the problem is that like you know chris fixing the civic at all costs means a detriment to my my life. Um, that means that we like don't do other things that need to happen everywhere, uh, because that means that Chris spends uh, every night every in the waking hour. super humid, very sad garage, and he is sad, and I am sad. So um, I'm starting to think that maybe the ombre might be the better way to go. I know. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah! 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 So, I mean, Mental, what's your plan? Yeah, that's what I got. Uh, I really wanted to go last because I, I now no. I really feel bad. It's my so, question. I'm going last. Fair. I've got because I'm mental. I've got the off ball thought. 
There's a TR7. Oh, no. No, no, just no, 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 no. no. The TR7 second, is scary second, when second. parked. I just threw up in my exactly, mouth a because the wheelbase is too no, short. No, because Craig, the wheelbase is too short. Craig Smith, who is the co-owner, said no. I'd like yeah. to mental. mention that Bruce totally offered yes, the TR to us. Of course he did. I'm just hey, saying Craig said no. The, the, the number the of times of- that... Let's get the ombre some muscle. Let's send the ombre to CrossFit. Let's see what no. happens. No. Oh, the get number you of some. times the, the TR has finished a race without a major mechanical in four no, years no, no. is Two. one. Because all of the TR's mechanicals were the rusty, crappy body. No, no. The number of times the TR has broken in half at a race yes, is more, of a he suggestion. Is more than the number of times it has finished a race. No, no, no. I want to take the engine and no. transition out of the TR. Too much work. Put a couple weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. No way. Completely new mounts. Complete. No. How hard could it be? It's no, not. It's GMV6, different. the GMV6. Right. But Just different. totally different. Completely. Oh, 60 like, degree versus 90 degree, transverse versus longitudinal. Right. Uh, I don't know what transmission no, right, is in it, the ombre, it, but it, it's it, D5. It's easy to whatever. say. Mental, you're wrong. Okay. Mental's crazy. <laughs> Mental's crazy plan aside, um, even though I badmouthed the ombre the last time I drove it, in hindsight, I've developed a great deal of respect for the ombre because it just does what it's meant to do. Ombre. All right, I've, I'm going to go middle ground here. I'm going to pull the Civic apart this weekend. If I can fix it reasonably, I am going to, and maybe we bring both, just to see what happens. <laughs> Yeah. Stack your stack your power drivers yep. in the ombre. But well, I'm not gonna Put swap. We, I'm, we not only gonna, I'm not gonna swap this this the not as good motor back into the Civic. Either um, I fix the awesome new motor or not, or we run the ombre. Those right. are our choices. Sold. There it yep. is. Okay. All right. I'm Woo! very very sorry to all y'all who are have spent so much of your life. Uh, <laughs> Hey, they, just get, they get two commutes out of it. It's fine. Right? Dude, and, and, and some. Okay, so he's going to love us. Next week, we are going to talk about rituals before you get in the car. So um, this weekend, we talked about it at uh, HPDE, but it's really for racing or HPDE. Uh, do you have a ritual? So in HPDE, they have a five-minute warning, a three-minute warning, a one-minute warning, and then we talked about it later and said, what do you do with those? So we're going to talk about what you do at different stages in your uh, before you get in the car and uh, what do you do. So we'll post up, uh, see if we can get anybody, I, if you have ideas. I would love to hear what you say, and uh, we'll tell you what we think. So there it is. Find our social media, post up, or send us an email. Tell us, what do you think's wrong with the Civic? What are your rituals? <laughs> Sorry you had to listen to us twice or do two commutes or whatever, but we do say thank you for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Extra Large Everyone Racers. We we'll hope you'll join oh, Magnum. We we'll hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and building because everyone can be a racer, even you. Even if you just want to go to NASA Great Lakes, which I wanted to give out a quick shout out. We'll be at Autobahn Country Club August 11th and 12th and Mid-Ohio August 24th and 26th. So you, too, can get the program. And Mid-Ohio so, is a track you need to run. They all said, 
come to Mid Ohio. So totally do. Download us now. Click yes on Google Play, iTunes, subscribe wherever you get us. If you have any questions, give us some show ideas. Drop us a comment. Facebook page or everyone.racersgmail.com. If you'd rather not venture there, find us on Instagram or Twitter. Do we ever post on any of those? I doubt it. Thanks yeah, again. Only, only I do all the time. Oh, we don't look Instagram, at it. <laughs> so. Thanks again. And until next week, keep the shiny side up unless you're in a hella beat Miata. Then just tell those fools there's, to get out of the way. There's no shiny. Uh-uh. This is so long I ran out of music. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and keep the wheels down. <laughs>